This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday, the 16th of September. In your Squiz today, Canva's big valuation, Australia's new defence pact, civilians head to space, and unpacking Australia's borders. This is your Squiz today. Design business Canva might only be eight years old, but its recent valuation has just made it the most valuable private consumer software company ever. It's an incredible Aussie success story, Claire. For those not familiar with it, Canva is an online design and publishing tool. It makes things like graphic design super easy for the everyday person. And with a valuation of $54.6 billion after its latest funding round, it's moved well past the unicorn status of the startup world. Yeah, it certainly is. To get unicorn status, you need to be a startup with a valuation of $1 billion. And now they can open up a whole stable for the (laughs) unicorns. They have almost 55 of them. (laughs) So an incredible achievement. As you say, they're a private company. They're not listed on the stock exchange. And what they've been doing in recent months is rounds of fundraising so that they can grow. Uh, And when they do that, they put a valuation on the company because, of course, that relates to how many shares they issue in the business. And the latest round that was completed and announced yesterday sets their value at that $54.6 billion mark. It means it's one of the most successful startup businesses in the world, let alone Australia. If Canva was listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, it would be bigger than corporate giants like Woolies or Rio Tinto, to give you a bit of an idea of scale. With such success obviously comes a lot of wealth, but co-founders Melanie Perkins and Cliff Obrecht plan to give it all away, Claire. Yeah, what Perkins and Obrecht have said is that they have committed to giving away their fortune at the moment on that valuation. Uh, They're worth about $16.5 billion. But What they also say is they take not just the opportunity, but also the responsibility they feel very seriously. They'll do that through the Canva Foundation. They say they're only 1% of the way there when it comes to growth. So big things yet to come. Making news this morning, Claire, the announcement of a new defence pact between Australia, the UK and the US. That's expected to be announced around 7am. It's thought the pact will increase information sharing around technology and could see Australia move towards nuclear-powered submarines. From what we know this morning, it's called AUKUS, is a bit awkward. <laughs> awkward. Maybe yes. we'll learn a bit more about pronunciation today, but AUKUS, which goes to the three parts of the agreement Australia, the UK, and the US. And when you talk about sharing technologies, it's things like artificial intelligence, uh, underwater systems, and long range missile strike capabilities. Of course, this is all seen in the context of a rising China in our region. That's an obvious thing uh, for experts and analysts to point to, so that will be talked about quite a bit today. Uh, But yeah, the reports this morning also point to uh, Australia ditching its $90 billion submarine deal with France. That's been quite a troubled project. Uh, What reports say is that we might move in favour of a nuclear-powered fleet that would use American and British technology. So we'll hear more about that today. 
US President Joe Biden is expected to make the announcement around 7am. Prime Minister Scott Morrison will head to the US later this week for his first face-to-face with Biden. Plenty to talk about. Over to politics and former Attorney General Christian Porter is in the news again, Claire, with revelations that part of his legal fees in his defamation case against the ABC were paid for by a blind trust known as the Legal Services Trust. To go back a bit, that defamation case related to an article published by the ABC that detailed rape allegations against an unnamed federal cabinet minister. The case was settled in May. On to today, there are questions on whether the mystery legal fee donation breaches ministerial standards. That's the question that Scott Morrison wants answered and he's asked his department to look into whether Porter has adhered to those ministerial standards. What former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull said yesterday was what Porter's done is akin to a guy with a mask on walking into his office and dropping off a bag of cash. Uh, The fact that Porter doesn't know who gave him uh, reports, say, a million dollars to be able to pay his legal fees poses a problem for transparency. And there's been lots of criticism from Labor, from the Greens and others about what Porter has done. Uh, So what Morrison is doing is asking that question about whether he's, by the rules, done the wrong thing. Labor leader Anthony Albanese said that even though the pubs aren't open, this doesn't pass the pub test. Over to Haiti, and there's been a dramatic new development in the murder of Haitian President Jovenel Moisi. Squizzes would remember that being in the news a lot back in early July. Prime Minister Ariel Henry is now considered a person of interest in the investigation. He's been banned from leaving the country, Claire. It's really quite a stunning plot twist, this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Henry had been appointed PM by Moisi just a couple of days before his murder. He then had to fight his way into that position uh, after some internal political wrangling. So uh, now that a court is looking at him and investigating whether he was actually connected to the murder is really quite a stunning thing. Uh, There's lots of questions to answer in this one and that fact that he's been banned from leaving the country means that the judiciary and others are taking it very seriously. The murder of Moisi caused a fair bit of political unrest and with an earthquake not long ago, it's been a troubling time recently for the country. The first space flight without a professional astronaut on board is due to blast off today, Claire, on the SpaceX Crew Dragon spacecraft. Luckily for the four on board, it's fully automated. It would need to be. I would feel a bit <laughs> nervous about heading into space for three days without an actual astronaut. So uh, they're not without technical know-how. One is a pilot. Uh, another is a data engineer. Uh, also on board is a childhood cancer survivor and a billionaire. So it's quite a ragtag crew. They've mm. been training for months for this mission. They've also also being tasked with taking some blood samples and conducting medical research. But one of the other interesting things about this flight is while Origin and Virgin Galactic just went into space for a few minutes, this is a three-day mm. orbit. So it's a really interesting development in this civilian travel to space game. Also on board are 32 kilograms of hops, which are going to be sold as space beer <laughs> back on Earth as part of a fundraiser. That's what I thought was interesting. Got priorities for the cargo. Back here on Earth, Qantas has opened up its first international travel flights in two years with tickets for London, Los Angeles, Vancouver and Singapore going on sale. 
Getting off the ground is dependent, of course, on that international travel ban being lifted. And look, they've got to set a date and just get cracking against it. And that's Mm. what Qantas has done by setting that 18 December date. Uh, Lots of cross fingers, of course, for people who want to travel and for people who want to come to Australia for Christmas that they're able to do that. Uh, What has also come up, though, is issues from foreign airlines uh, looking to set their programs because they can't get any certainty from the government about the date. What they're saying is they might not be able to meet demand when it actually comes to December if the border is opened and it's all thumbs up for things starting to get back to normal. Yeah, so we likely won't see a massive rush of airlines reopening all their bookings to Australia just yet. International travel is one thing, but in this COVID world, so is domestic travel. A new Squiz shortcut is out today and you and Kate unpick something we've become all too familiar with during COVID and that's state borders. And of course, around our neck of the woods, there's been lots of questions about how can they even do that and how does it work? And, you know, why can't I get to Queensland Mm. to see family or down to Victoria? And how long can that go? Particularly when you're looking at states like Western Australia, who are saying they might not open borders even when vaccination rates are high so we looked at all of that we've got you covered with all the talking points if borders are as big a topic of conversation with your family and friends as they are with ours search for squiz shortcuts in your podcasting app i'll pop a link in your episode notes as well a big day of news thanks for sticking with us we will be back with you tomorrow message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.